One of the joys, of course, of podcasting and the internet is that you can talk about the most niche things that you like. And we're joined now by Mark Newman and Elliot Webb, who are behind a podcast about flying called Flaps. Welcome, gentlemen, and thank you for making a show, the title of which makes us snigger like schoolboys. Yes. Well, yes. Thank you very much. There was a reason for that. Yeah. I'm not surprised. It seemed like a really, like a really good idea when we came up with that in the pub. Uh, and as it's sort of gone on and it's got a bit more serious and people keep saying it now on national radio and at awards ceremonies and things, it just gets a bit embarrassing. I'm thinking we should have probably thought it through a bit more. You but, should have you know, seen that- some of the titles we nearly called our podcast. You couldn't even <laughs> say them anywhere near a national radio building. So the show, uh, which the show hasn't turned out exactly how you hoped, it's been a lot more successful, maybe, than what you thought when you came <laughs> up with that podcast when um, you're mildly inebriated. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think we well, we both learned to fly at the same time. The the sort of history between me and Mark is, uh, I mean, we should probably declare an interest, and we're both broadcasters, so that's probably that's probably why we started doing this. But um, we worked together, and then we learned to fly together. And because we're sort of a bit silly and uh, b- b- blokey and alpha male, and we both tried to beat each other at flying, we they, we sort of got a bit competitive, and then that sort of led into doing lots of talking about flying, lots of you know hanging around in the pub chatting about flying. So we thought, well, why don't we combine the flying? And you know the broadcasting and make a podcast, and because it's more like work, (laughs) seeing it turning your hobby into work. Into work, yes. Tell us a bit about you as pilots. Never mind you as broadcasters, because you know a lot of people listening, I'm sure, will agree with me. I want to know about that. Yeah. um, Well, the thing is, I'm not actually flying at the moment. My my my, um, license has lapsed, so I'll hand you over to the pilot of the team, (laughs) Nicholas Newman. Well, we learned to fly what together about four years ago, and it took about a year to learn. And I've kept up flying. Elliot hasn't uh, hasn't uh, kept his license quite so active as I have. And I'm just doing a thing at the moment called the IMC, which means in, in theory I can go and fly in bad weather. Oh, they never choose to do that, but it means I can fly on instruments if I need to. You've had a lot of celebrity flying enthusiasts on flaps as well. You've had Mick Mason from Pink Floyd and Lembert Opic and also Alex James. Let's hear what he had to say. When Blur were touring all the time, I, I, um, I, you know, it was, it was the easiest way of getting to work. And D- Dave had this real heap of a Cessna like a, it was a real it was a real heap <laughs> yeah uh, and we used to like jump into that and you know just that was how we got to work this was Dave the drummer wasn't it and, Dave and, the drummer, it, yeah. and it was just basically a, a means of getting around what, didn't you yeah. like it so much that you bought his oh, he didn't have a spare plane you bought it off him or something yeah yeah that was a nicer Grumman AA5 yeah that was a good little aeroplane and then we then I got a Bonanza. That was lovely. It's like big, like big cigar ashtrays. It was like a flying Bentley. Now, those were the days, man. That was fantastic. There's no other way. There's no other way. All that you can do is watch them fly. The cloud base was coming down and down, and I was over the sea, and the cloud base was actually below the, the level of the cliffs. Mm. You know, I couldn't. I was like at 50 feet, cacking my pants. And, and I, I can't remember if I called a pan or a mayday. I was like, I was seriously in trouble. And then I heard someone say that they were on top at, at, uh, at 2,000 feet. And you, you know, um, life expectancy in cloud is like two minutes yeah, or something. Yeah, it's not very seconds, long, is it? Really? Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and I did a quick calculate, like 500 foot a minute climb. Actually, 2,000 feet, that's going to take me about two minutes. And I had, there's, there's nothing else for it. I couldn't, the cloud, cloud behind, it was fogging out behind me. And uh, so I just, I just I had the AI and, and <laughs> just pulled the column back and just <laughs> actually full power on and just went into, let's <laughs> just yanked it up there. And I suddenly popped out into gleaming sunshine on top. You know, it's like being born again. It's like, oh my I'm God. I'm sure, yes. Alex James from Blur and the cheese industry there. Now, who's your dream interviewee for Flaps? 
Ooh. Ooh, any, I mean, any of the, the great thing about pilots is they tend to want to talk about it. There's the old joke, if there's 100 people in a room, how do you know which one's the pilots? He'll tell you. Because we're like that, really. <laughs> and famous people that like to fly like to talk about it. So we've had no difficulty, on the whole, getting famous people to talk. James May. There we are. Let's oh, yeah. mention, we've been trying to chase him James down for ages. If you're listening. listening, yeah, we'd like James May on. Angelina Jolie flies. Maybe yes, she, she does, does, actually, she does. yes. And now, doesn't she live in London as well now? She's all over she the place. She does, doesn't she? Well, if she's she flies, she Angelina, get in touch. <laughs> Travolta as well. He's a flyer, isn't he? That, that would be yeah, a Yeah, Travolta will be quite good. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think we're, we're pitching a bit high, but you never know. It's got to be worth a go, isn't it? So... And now you don't, uh, yeah. you don't just feature commercial pilots or even people who just fly privately on a small basis. You also feature uh, army pilots as well, of course, uh, people from the RAF. And in a lot of your episodes, you have Al McLean, who's the creator of the RAF Museum. Tell us that, how that came about and why his perspective is really valuable. Well, I mean, he's someone who really knows his stuff. I mean, we went and visited um, the museum there and got he, he took us around and showed us all the, the aircraft. It's just, I mean, the thing is, we're, we're both sort of, you know, just keen and turn up and do a bit of flying when we can. But I mean, you know, these are the guys who really know their stuff. And our listeners, actually, I think we, we try not to be too, you know, aviation but obviously it's an aviation podcast of course it is but it's sort of you know if you're not really massively into aircraft or flying you can still get something from it so it's really nice to you know have that mix of people like al uh, and we've got pablo pablo mason who's one of our regulars who's a, a squadron leader and, and and you know he knows he can fly anything and has done it all got the t-shirt scored the goal and it's great to have guys like that on but equally you know it's good to have the sort of show busy stuff it's just it's just a really you know it, it's a celebration of anything that flies really it's also a really accessible show to listen to even if you know nothing about aviation I think you do a great show. Where, where, if you've never heard it before, should you go to listen? Uh, if you would like to check out the website, which is flapspodcast.com, it's on there, and I think it's got it's got everything you need to know. All the all the episodes are on there. They, they you know they're on there and they stay on there in you know indefinitely. Okay, thanks, Mark. Thanks, Elliot. Thanks for joining us. We're going to finish now with part of your chat with Al McLean, the creator of the RAF Museum. The plane we stood in front of now, I'm, I'm quite surprised you've got one of these because you wouldn't obviously expect to find many of them left. This is a, a Japanese suicide attack plane. Yes, indeed, the uh, Yokosuka Oka. And uh, it's one of, I think, about three in the UK. Um, we actually did meet one of the pilots of these aircraft, and uh, that's slightly surprising. So obviously the first question is, how is he still alive? Yeah. The answer we got via his daughter, because he didn't speak English, was that when they completed their training, they were given a date on which they would fly. The date he was given was three days after the surrender, so he didn't fly. He said, however, that he would have been quite prepared to go had really? he been ordered to. It's amazing, because it's, I mean, it's only a tiny little plane. It's, it's, ro it's rocket-powered, isn't it? It's, just, it's, it's essentially a, a rocket with wings on it and a tiny place for the pilot to sit and, a, and quite sort of sinisterly, a, a sight and right in front of the windscreen. Yes, indeed. This was carried aloft underneath a bigger bomber, Betty Bomber, and then the pilot would get into it at some point in the flight and then be released from his mother aeroplane, pointed towards the uh, enemy ship. He'd ignite his rocket pat and try and guide it into a high-value target. And, uh, and no, no landing gear, obviously, because none needed. No, this was a one-way ticket. You weren't coming back. I have some difficulty getting my head around that, but clearly it fitted in with the culture of the time and the, the nation involved. 